Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, today may our hearts hunger for you. What a, greater, what a better place, Lord, to start the New Year's than here in your house, together worshiping you. What a better way to kick off a year. And Lord, I pray, I pray, Lord, as we began this way, Lord, help us to continue this year to worship You and praise You in all that we do. Lord, You are our Creator and our Sustainer. You are our Savior. No one is worthy of worship but You. Oh Lord, may our year, may our lives be marked by worship. Worshiping You, our Lord and Savior. Bless us in this time of opening up Your Word. Open our hearts and our minds that we might see You Christ oh so much better let us worship you with our hearts this I pray in Christ's name amen well if you have your Bibles with you this morning turn with me to Psalm Psalms chapter 148 Psalm chapter 148 we look there Psalm 148 Today we're looking at Praise the Lord. Seems to be kind of the, if you're going to give a title to this psalm, that would probably be it. But uh, we're looking at that as we begin this new year, looking at starting the year off praising the Lord. If you found your place there in Psalm 148, stand with me in reverence to the reading of God's holy word. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He gave a decree and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling His word mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for His people 
praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord. Amen. May the Lord add blessings to the reading of his holy, inspired, and inerrant word. And may he write its eternal truth on all our hearts. And you may be seated. Well, it's that time of year again. Time for New Year's resolutions. Uh, this next week, the gym will be very crowded uh, as all the people make these New Year's resolutions about being healthier and eating better and getting in shape. And, and that's the way it is at the beginning of each year. You know, I'm a, I'm a gym guy, so I go uh, regularly myself. But uh, at the beginning of the year, it always gets really crowded. But then, you know, a couple of weeks into the year, a few fall out. And by the, the end of January, it's a little more roomy. And by the end of February, it's business as usual. Because uh, most of the people who have made those New Year's resolutions have kind of laid it aside and gone on about their normal lives. But it is that time of year that we reflect upon our lives and begin to, to think about what do we want to commit ourselves to? How would we want to, to live to, to make life better? How do we want to live to be better in life? And we begin to make these New Year's resolutions. And as we began the New Year, actually here on Sunday morning, worshiping together, I want us to think about making this uh, New Year's resolution. Resolve to praise God, to praise the Lord in all that you do this next year. You hear me? You want to make life, you want to be better, you want to be a better person, you want to get closer to the Lord, resolve to praise the Lord in all that you do this year and then the rest of your life to come. That's what we want to do. That's what we ought to do. Paul tells us, right? Whether you eat, whether you drink, whatever you do, glorify God. So let us resolve as a church family, let us resolve to praise the Lord in all that we do this next year. And we see that in this psalm. That's what this psalmist calls us to do. And this psalmist is unknown to us. We don't know who this psalmist is. It's not listed for us. You know, at other places it tells us a psalm of David uh, and, and different people. But this one doesn't clarify that for us. We don't know who this psalmist is. But this psalmist, as he's writing this psalm under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he is calling us to praise the Lord, to praise Him in all that we do. So I want us to see that this morning. Let us resolve to praise the Lord in all that we do. How do we do that? First of all, we see that we do that through faithful stewardship. We praise the Lord through faithful stewardship. How does, as you look at this, the psalmist calls all of creation to praise the Lord, doesn't he? 
He begins with the the heavenly host, the angels above, those who serve God in heaven. And we can imagine that, can't we? We have places in Scripture where we see uh, visions of, of heaven, and the angels are there pronouncing praises to the Lord. They're worshiping the Lord day and night, singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. But then as he continues on in the psalm, look, notice what he does. He says, praise Him, sun and moon. Right? Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created. And He established them forever and ever. He gave a decree and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy winds fulfilling His word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all living things, creeping things and flying birds. The psalmist calls all of creation, praise the Lord. Now, how does creation praise the Lord? Uh, Mary Beth, she likes to go to the beach. I'm not a big beach fan, but I go because she likes to go to the beach. And so I like going to the beach because she likes going to the beach. And so uh, every year or so, every other year or so, whenever uh, we can, we take off down to the beach. Well, a couple of years ago, we got to go down to Gulf Shores, and and the place that we were staying, we kind of had, we were up a few levels, and we overlooked the beach, and, and I could sit out there in the early mornings and the late afternoons and watch. And, and the thing about it, when you get elevated like that, you can see a whole lot more. And I got to watch, and Every morning and every evening, it was almost like clockwork, the dolphins would come through. And it was just wonderful to sit there and watch the dolphins, and, the, and they would come through. In the morning, they would go this way, and the afternoon, they'd be going this way, right? And, and you could watch them, and they just enjoyed themselves. It was like they just had a good time together out there flouncing around in the ocean, and, and they'd had some little ones with them, and they would get to playing around and, and that sort of thing. And it was just amazing. And I love to. I, I, would do, I would make an, a point to get up every morning and be out there every afternoon to, to watch for the dolphins as they came through, to see them. And the psalmist, he calls for the dolphins, the sea creatures. Praise the Lord. How do you think those dolphins praise the Lord? Those dolphins praise the Lord by doing what God created them to do. By flouncing around in the ocean, by having a good time with one another, by, by swimming through and amazing me as I watch them from above, they praise God. You see, how does the sun and the moon praise the Lord? They praise the Lord by doing what they're called to do. When we look upon a sunrise in the morning or a sunset in the evening, the creation, all of creation is praising God. When we stand in awe, God's creation. God's creation is proclaiming His glory in His creation. It's proclaiming His glory and it is praising the Lord. So the dolphin and the sun and the moon and all of the creatures about us 
who may not be rational beings as we are, yet, because they do what God created them to do, they praise the Lord. And that's what the psalmist even says here. What does he say there in in, uh, verse 8? Storming winds, fulfilling His Word. He says right there, how do they do it? By fulfilling the Word of the Lord. By fulfilling what God has called them to do and created them to do. So then, how then are we to praise the Lord? What's, how can we praise Him day and night? How can we praise the Lord? Well, one way is by being good stewards. By doing what God has created us to do. God created mankind to be good stewards, to steward heaven and earth, or to steward, excuse me, not heaven, we can't get up there, but by stewarding the earth, by taking care of the earth. In Genesis chapter 1 there, if you begin your, your Bible reading and you start there in Genesis, you know today that you have read that God created man and woman in His image, and He blessed them and says, multiply and subdue the earth and have dominion over it. That word dominion means to steward it. It doesn't mean just to to rule over it, but it means to steward it, to take care of it. We are called to steward the earth. In Psalm chapter 8, the psalmist in chapter 8 here, this is David's psalm, he is writing this one, but in Psalm chapter 8, verse 3 and 4, it says, When I look at your heavens or excuse me, three to the bottom there. When I look at your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands, You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You see, David there recognizes what God has called man or created man to do, mankind to do, and that is to steward his creation. He created us in His image and in His likeness. And He set us over the the earth to rule and to reign, to steward, to take care of. And so as we, we think about how do we praise the Lord, if we resolve to praise the Lord in all that we do, how do we praise Him? By being good stewards, doing what He has called us to our, what He has created us to do, being good stewards of his creation that means we should take care of creation so much of mankind uses and abuses creation doesn't it man it just tears me up i I despise litterers because they just take god's creation and they junk it up we we went here a few weeks ago a couple of months ago we we did that thing here in our community and a group of us guys went out and cleaned up litter along the highway there by mcdonald's and and on through there and we picked up litter picked up litter picked up litter and the next day it was about the same as when we began that's not being good stewards 
That's not being a good steward of God's creation. We are to take care of God's creation. Now, we're not to go to the extremes that, that so many today have gone to. I mean, uh, many people do, as the Bible tells us they're going to do, they began to uh, worship creation, the created, rather than the, the creator. And, and so they take it to the extreme where they, they, they take stewardship to the extreme where they begin to worship creation. We don't want to go to that extreme. We don't worship creation, but we understand that this world that God has given us to live in, this is His creation. And He has put us here to be good stewards, good managers of His creation. And so we ought to be uh, conservatives. Uh, We ought to conserve His creation and take care of it. We ought to want to see those kinds of things taking place. We want to take care of God's creation. We use it as God has given us, given it to us to use. We, we use the resources that God has put before us. We do that, but even as we do that, we don't abuse that. We should never abuse that, but we should always be faithful stewards. Take care of God's creation. That means working with the rest of mankind. As we look after creation, we steward it, we take care of God's creation. So we must be faithful stewards of God's creation and and working in cooperation with others. But we also ought to be faithful stewards of what God has given us, right? What He has personally given us, the the property that we have, the the finances that we have. We're to be faithful stewards of, of what He has given us individually to take care of. Everything that you own, it doesn't belong to you, it belongs to God. Your house, it belongs to God. Your animals, your livestock, whatever you may own, it belongs to God. Your bank account, it belongs to God. It's not yours. You have it for a little while, and one day you're going to die, and you're going to leave it here on this earth, and it's going to transfer into ownership to, to some other person. But it's not yours, it's not theirs, it's God's. You only have it because God has given it to you. And He's given it to you to be a steward, to manage it on His behalf. How are you managing your finances? How are you managing His his property? How are you managing it? Are you managing it in such a way that it brings honor and glory to God? So many of us and so many of our world today, in our world today, live way above their means. That's not being good stewards of what God has given you. God has given us just enough that we can live and do, and even, uh, especially being here in America, He has given us above enough. He has given us a plenty. Some have more, some have less, but nevertheless, here in America, the poorest of the poor is rich on world standards. Whatever God has given you, you, it, you, you can live on what God has given you, blessed you with. But it's all about how are you stewarding it? How are you caring for that? Are you managing it well? If you manage it well, then you are going to bring God glory through your stewardship. We are called to be faithful stewards. Faithful stewards of God's creation, working in cooperation with all of mankind to, to see, manage, oversee Uh, God's creation and we're called to be good stewards of the property that God has given us whatever it may be whether it be land or finances or livestock or or whatever 
So we glorify God then by not living above our means, but by living within our means and managing all that God has given us well. So, we praise God through faithful stewardship, doing what God has created us to do. Second, we praise God through faithful obedience. Through faithful obedience, that is, doing what God has called us to do. He has created all of mankind to be good stewards, to be stewards of His creation. But then He has given us all individual calls, how we live our lives in this world. We, live, we praise Him through faithful obedience for God's call on our lives. Look, look here at the psalmist as he talks about there in verse 11, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. How do kings and princes and rulers praise the Lord? And they praise Him by doing what God has called them to do, by ruling and ruling well. Uh, Romans chapter 13, verse 1 Paul tells us there, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For, because there is, no, uh, there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. And you remember Jesus when he was standing trial before Pilate. Pilate said to, to Jesus, oh, what, what do you mean by not speaking? Don't you know that I have authority to, to give life, to give you your life or take your life? And Jesus says, you have no authority over me except for what my Father gives you. God puts rulers, leaders in positions of authority. He calls them to those places and puts them there, sets them there to serve him and to serve his purpose. Well, it doesn't just go for the rulers. It doesn't just go for the kings and the presidents and all of that stuff. It goes to all of us. God has given all of us callings. He has given us all callings. He has given us all something to do in, in life. He has given me the uh, wonderful privilege of preaching his word. And, and I don't take that calling lightly. And, and, and I strive. I, I may not be the best preacher out there, but I can promise you this. I'm going to do my very best to be the very best preacher I can be for God's glory and your spiritual growth. But we, we kind of, kind of when we talk about callings in life, we, we look at the preachers and, and that sort of thing, and, and we don't think about all the rest of the folks. But let me tell you, each and every person in here has been called by God to do something. You may not be a preacher or teacher or whatever, but you've been called to do something. Mary Beth has been called to the medical field, and she's a nurse practitioner, and she loves being a nurse practitioner. She likes to talk about those kinds of things and, and cutting things off of people and that sort of thing. I'm like, I don't want to hear that, right? Because I'm not called to that. It, it doesn't bring me joy, but that brings her joy. God's called her to that. She can stomach those kinds of things, and I can't. But see, everyone has been, been given those kind of callings, whatever it may be. Some are called to be accountants and lawyers and doctors and so on and so forth. 
God has given us all passions that, that are for a purpose. And, and I hope that no one in here is in a job that you completely despise. If you're in a job you completely despise, look around. What might God be calling you to? Maybe you're not, maybe you're not meeting your calling. Right? Look for what you love. Look for what you enjoy. And that's usually where God is leading you as far as calling. Now, our callings change over time, don't they? There becomes times that we, we can't do the things that we used to do. Uh, I was used to, to log, and, you know, there comes an age in life where it's difficult to get out there and to log and to cut trees and, and all like a, a young man can do. And, and so as time goes, there's, there's things that happen in our lives, and, and we change, and, and God gives us new callings. And maybe we don't do the hard work that we used to do, but now we're called to teach others to do that or, or whatever. Many of you are retired. You don't do what you used to do. But nevertheless, even in retirement, uh, you know, there's no retirement in the church. Uh, retirement is not a biblical word. It's found nowhere in the Bible. You might retire from your, your uh, secular job, but nevertheless, you never retire from doing what God calls you to do. You take your gifts, you take your talents, and, and you may not use them in your job anymore, but now you take your gifts and you take your talents and you, 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 you focus more on the church and you use them more in the church or you use them in the community. You use them wherever God calls you to use them for His glory and His praise. Each and every person in here, I don't care how young you are, or how old you are, God is calling you or has called you to do something in the church, in your family, in your community to bring Him glory and honor. Are you doing, being faithful in obedience to God to use your gifts and talents accordingly so that you may honor and glorify Him? How do you praise God? You praise God through faithful obedience. Obedience to God's call upon your life. So, we praise the Lord through faithful stewardship. We praise the Lord through faithful obedience. And third, we praise the Lord through faithful proclamation. We praise the Lord through faithful proclamation. And that's what the psalmist here is doing all along, right? That's his purpose as he is calling people to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him, sun and moon. Let them praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the earth, mountains and all hills, kings, and, uh, kings of the earth and all peoples. Let them praise the name of the Lord. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord. The psalmist is calling us, he's calling all of creation, he's calling all of mankind to praise the Lord. And that's what we are to do. We're to call people to praise him, to call others in to praise the Lord. We call him, uh, we call others to praise the Lord because of uh, God as being creator. Because our God is the creator God. And that's what the psalmist begins with. 
praise Him from the heavens, praise Him sun and moon. Uh, look there at, at verse 5, let them praise the Lord, name of the Lord, for the, He commanded and they were created and He established them forever and ever. He gave a decree and it shall not pass. You see, the psalmist here, he calls people to praise God because He is Creator God. He is the one who created all things. He is the one who sustains all things. He is creator. How often do you point people to the Lord of creation? As you gaze at a sunset, when you're sitting there with your family and you're looking at the sunset and amazed at the beauty, how often do you tell your children, your grandchildren, see the beauty? How much more beautiful is the God who created that sunset. When you look, when you go on vacation and you, and you, you, you look at, at magnificent things like the Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, the ocean, how often do you draw people to, to look at the beauty of God's creation and say, how much more grand, how much more beautiful, how much more exalted is the God who created this world? When you think about the, the complexity of the human body and how these old bodies are able to get sick and heal, how often do you point people to the God who created these fascinating bodies? Because God is the creator God. He is worthy of worship. Call people to worship God because He is creator and sustainer of all things. But He doesn't stop there. The psalmist doesn't stop there. Neither should we. He also calls people to praise God, to praise the Lord because He is the saving God. He is the Savior. Notice there in verse 14, He has raised up a horn for His people. Praise for all His saints, for the people of Israel who are near to Him. Praise the Lord. The psalmist here calls people to praise God, to praise the Lord because He is the Savior. He is the one who has raised up a horn for His people. Now that, that term, we don't just use that kind of phraseology in our day and our time, but the psalmist there, by using that word horn, it, it means it, it kind of represents power and might. It represents a Savior. A king who would come and save his people from their oppressors and their enemies. As we looked last week at the great King Jesus who was born in Bethlehem, who lived a perfect life in perfect obedience to God's calling on his life, perfect obedience to God's law, and yet he went to Calvary's cross and died there in our place receiving on himself that which oppresses us most, our sin. That which curses us most, 
that which will harm us most, the judgment of God for our sin and our rebellion against Him. God has raised up a horn of salvation in Christ Jesus our Lord. And though the psalmist, he may not have had the full picture, but the psalmist knew God's promise of old. His promise to Abraham, his promise to David, that he would bring a king who he would establish an eternal kingdom. And the psalmist says, praise the Lord. Because he is going to raise up a horn of salvation. Save his people from their oppressors. From that which will harm them most. Praise the Lord because He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to save us and give us everlasting life in Him. Oh, how we ought to call people to praise God because of Jesus Christ. Dear friend, I want you to know today, if you're here, and you don't know the saving power of God in Jesus Christ, today can be the day of salvation for you. If you'd only turn to Jesus. He's done all the work. He paid the price. He gave His life. And he's been raised again to show that every ounce of sin has been paid for. If you trust in Him, you can know God's salvation. You can't praise God for His salvation unless you know God's salvation. Do you know God's salvation today? If not, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. And know His salvation. But as a church, we are called to praise God by proclaiming His glory, by being faithful in our proclamation, pronouncing God's worthiness. He is our God. He is the Creator, Sustainer of all things. He rules and reigns over all of creation, and He is our Savior. Are you calling people? Are you being faithful to call people to worship the Lord through Jesus Christ? As a church, we must be faithful to this calling. We must be faithful to, to reach out beyond these walls, to proclaim God's glory to our community and to communities around this globe. We're called to be faithful to give to the IMB so that missionaries can take the glory of God and the proclamation of, of God's goodness and God's good news to the peoples around the world. We're called to take it outside these walls to our local community and proclaim His glory to the people in our neighborhoods. We must be faithful to this. Must be. Go, Jesus says. Make disciples of all people groups. Wherever you are, make disciples. This is a calling upon us. We must proclaim the goodness of God. We must praise the Lord through faithful proclamation. In all that you do, dear friend, as you think about this new year, in all that you do, make that resolution. In all that you do, praise the Lord. 
Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Are you doing that? I know we're never as faithful as we ought to be. I know that. We have our, our failings day in and day out. But let each and every one of us resolve that this year, this year, we will be faithful to praise the Lord in all that we do. Let's make it that, that resolution together. We make that resolution together. And we will change this community. This community will not be the same next year as it is this year if we are faithful. Praise God in all that we do. Whether here, joined together, or out in our neighborhoods. Praise Him. Heavenly Father. Lord, this is my prayer for me and for this people. Lord, that we might be faithful to praise you, to worship you, not just on Sunday morning. That's just a piece of the picture. But Lord, that we would be faithful to worship you and praise you day in and day out. As we go about our lives, Lord, help us to, to point people to You. Call them to worship through Jesus Christ our Lord. And oh Lord, let us see You work through that. Now Lord, today there may be those here today who do not know You. Who do not know Your saving grace. Oh Lord, touch their hearts today, I pray. Turn the light on. Let them see Jesus. And let them come to know Him. This I pray in Christ's name. Amen. We stand together. Perhaps you are here today. And you need to know more about Jesus. Maybe you know you need salvation. But maybe you just don't know how to get there. I invite you to come. I'd love to talk to you more.